the Death Star. That thing's operational. Dr. Banner. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Hello and welcome to episode 77 of The Usual Podcast, a podcast where we discuss Star Wars The Old Republic, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. I'm your host, Marshall, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Will. I did that all in one breath. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Wow, that pretty, was pretty impressive good, huh? and sad at the and same unnecessary, time. And really. unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. We're just, I'm, I'm doing good. Are, are you? Yeah? Just had a shot of Captain. Indeed. Uh, you jumped the gun, but we're just sitting here enjoying our usual frosty beverages. Um, so you got a shot of Captain? I just had a shot of Captain. Mm, sounds redundant. And I had a uh, Blue Moon beer at dinner. You did? I had a couple different good ones. I had uh, a couple different good ones. <laughs> Poor sentence. I had, um, what did I have? I had Slammin' Salmon. Slammin' Salmon. And then I also had uh, Lucky 13 from Lagunitas. And to continue my Lagunitas train, I'm now drinking a little something something ale. A little something something. Which I always enjoy. Yeah, you do. You always like a little something something. Who doesn't? So... Here we are. Now it's awkward. Um, uh, Marshall, it's never awkward between us. So before we get started, if you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And we are on Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, and Instagram. Um, I am at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will is at I'm Will Griggs. iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play. Give us time. Positive ratings. Seriously, could you do that? Like, I don't want to ask a whole lot of you guys, but it does help, I think. And we don't have as many as others, and I don't, I want to be like everyone else. Kind yeah, of. get us up on the board somewhere. Well, what's the board entail? That's the concern. I, I don't care. As long as we're on, like... Mm. I, don't, I don't think there's a board or any rhyme or reason to any You know, it. okay, you know what we've got? iTunes has got to start being like Netflix, mm-hmm. where it's so super tailored yeah. that it's going to be pop culture and Star Wars podcast hosted mm-hmm. by friends that have known each other more than 15 years yeah. that are of different races. Done. We would be number one. I don't know. We still might not crack the top ten. Well, not with any ratings. So uh, back to you, listeners. Hello, not with you know, <laughs> Fat Man on Batman. That would be number one. Oh, crap. I forgot. <laughs> have they known each other as long as we have? Oh, that's a good question. See? Then meet all criteria. We win, Kevin Smith. Yeah, we do. We win. Now that we've called out Kevin Smith on a podcast he'll never listen to, um, we do have the time stamps in the show notes. If you are not a Swotor fan, we have some Swotor news, um, and some shout outs to give to our last show because this comes around right the heels of that. And we had a great time last time. We did. It was a lot of fun. And we're not quite yeah, there yet, but you know, here we are. Uh, any other housekeeping stuff? Well, oh, so, oh, duh. So this week, <laughs> what we've decided to do, uh, this is coming on the heels of our patron show, which was episode 76. This is going to be episode 77, which is literally our 99th episode. 99. And now it sounds weird. I, I'm not a mathematician, but people are like, well, no, you're lying. It's 77. Yes. But we do other shows and have put out other content. So technically, this is our 99th episode that we've ever done. It's our 99th release. Let's do oh, that. Yeah, nice. That's the name of the episode. Now nah, we can come up with something better. Ugh. See? Then you correct me on mic, then I have to leave it in there. We can all, you know, we should. Now everybody can hear my, ugh, of disgust. We should title it, we can come (laughs) up with something better. (laughs) (laughs) We could have done better. (laughs) So we could have done better. Yeah. (sighs) So now we're just sitting here. Should we keep talking? Uh, It's your line. (laughs) This is is an audio (laughs) medium. Uh, It is, but we do have an outline that we're looking at, and it's your line. (laughs) 
No, what I was going to say was this show, we are going to do something, uh, go back to our roots a bit on the heels of the patron show. We are going to kind of hodgepodge all of our normal pop culture stuff into one little lump at the end. Yeah, we're just hitting some, uh, some big hits. Yeah. And we're going to get caught up and get back to some spinoffs and stuff pretty soon. But for the next couple of episodes, I think we might keep this format just to, you know, I don't Make know, sure dip, we, in, yeah. dip into our roots a little. Yeah. A little, go back to our roots. Yeah. We were just talking about <laughs> LeVar Burton. Speaking of roots. Your name is Toby. <laughs> Speaking of roots, we were just talking about LeVar Burton off mic and how he never ages. And, uh, yeah. So Say me saying roots name. was funny. And now you're saying other Contact things. Content. Okay. So we're going to move on. Time for Star Wars Other Public. Let's do it. Do you want to fight? I'm ready. You do not have to stand against me. Instead, I will share all of this with you. If you will only kneel. Jesus. Thank God we don't do this in front of a camera. Um, so, uh, okay. If only you could see what I'm seeing. I'm not going to describe it for you, but, um, cause I like my listeners so much. I'm not going to describe what I was just seeing, but I want to say thanks to the folks who, um, do support the show and came out and, uh, joined us on for a very long, um, tech, ridden issue blah 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 of course um, there's gonna be tech in well, issues you, you were doing it i was oh. de- well that's the problem anytime i've ever guessed on a show there's been tech issues um we for the most part it was fine i finally did get the show out um took me a couple days longer than i planned because um just some audio issues i was trying to cl- clean up and get the best quality out there um if you did not listen to episode 76 um definitely do so um dan zen Devin and um John and John were just some of the best people we could have on the show. Absolutely. We had great conversations very about Yeah, but I mean we had we the best thing about it for me was that we talked about everything under the sun whether it be Swo- we spent a ton of time on Swotor but then once you get past that you realize that these guys are geeks and they're talking about, you know, TV shows and comics and stuff. It was great. They so. know their ish. <sighs> anyway, so I want to thank them so definitely check that out and the top of the, my other community shout out list is this post that showed up on the dev tracker. And I don't know if you've seen this, Will. I have not. <laughs> You're going to love this. Um, so apparently there was a guy that posted, I think it was on Reddit and on the Swobator forums. He said, just finished clicking gifts today. On my main, uh, you know, in parentheses, night, I have obtained all obtainable companions and raised their influence level to 50. Okay. This guy. Do you realize the undertaking that is? Oh, has, just by clicking gifts? No, no, no. You don't understand. He has unlocked every companion he could, and every oh. single one is level 50. I thought he meant, like, the five in the main story. No, he's no. talking about, like, everything. Every single companion in the game available. Holy crap. Yeah. So, Eric said, I think you have beaten the game. Congrats. <laughs> that is crazy. <laughs> I just had to put that in there because, by man, I have a hard enough time getting one or two up there, and... He did every single one. Yeah, I... It's a lot of clicking. My highest level uh, companion on my main is like 34. Yeah. No, see. I have... Yeah, I think that's about the same with me. I have something between 34 and 40 on one tune, but uh, that's about it, man. Yeah, so, on my DVL main, uh, 24 is the cap right now. Yeah, so I had to throw that in there just for community shoutouts because whoever... That's, that's impressive. That person is... Is a clicking, clicking fool. Clicking fool. <laughs> All right, so let's get to our weekend game. What'd you do, buddy? Uh, I downloaded the client. Oh, that's something. And I did a one single run of Athis with you. 
Yep, that happened yesterday. It did, and uh, except for I had some trial and in error. one in the one run of Athos, I had I think two boot uh, two kicks to to desktop and oh, yeah. like fifteen red X's. Yeah, not to mention the amount of times it got dropped from Teamspeak. Oh yeah, it just kept getting dropped, dropped, dropped. Yeah. But uh, but it was funny because you hadn't run that in so long, and I've run it like I had no memory of it like thirty times. I had to, I don't like, think I've ran that in years. You were like, do I have to go into that green doorway? I'm like, no. <laughs> I was. <laughs> Too bad you don't have four sleep. We can go up to the shelf. And... Well, here's the thing. I was DPS. I very rarely DPS, and I was running around. It was fun. Um, but yeah, man, I did a couple things. We did Wog last week. Um, we tried to do Xeno Analyst, and uh, was it a no go? Let me tell you. <laughs> we were like, oh, we'll do it real because we did this method where, and it worked out really well last time we did it in hard mode. So we tried to do it in hard mode. And we were like, okay, we'll do it on the M side, and then we'll go over to pub side. We couldn't even get it once on the M side. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, but it was one of those wog runs where everybody's drinking, everybody's having a good time. We just, it was a really, really fun night, despite the fact that we just died a lot. I think I probably spent two or three hundred thousand credits just in repair bills. Wow. I mean, it was a lot, but I mean, I'm a tank, so I died a lot. Yeah, you did. Um, anyway, so that was a fail, but it was fun. Um, we did some DVL flashpoints, like you said. You and I did Aethys last night. And I've been just trying to level, uh, my, in, my Imperial agent, uh, to level. Right now, I think I got to the 53 nice. after we were done with Aethys. 53, 54. So I'm trying to get that one maxed out. Yeah. And by then beating, work on my pub tune. Yeah. By beating the boss in Aethys, you got like 200,000. Oh, it was ridiculous. It was like a hundred and some thousand, but it was still, oh, it was a lot. Oh, no. That was the end quest. It was like 200,000. Right. Yeah. That was sweet. You were getting um, twenty grand for beating Silvers. Oh yeah, no, it was it was good. Uh so yeah, man. Um I had somewhat of a weekend game. I'm hoping to kinda do a little more this weekend. It's been raining a lot. So Yeah, I uh my Wi Fi just sucks, so it's hard for me to play. Indeed it does. So let's get to some news. Uh so Warzone Commendation Grants. So this is four uh point seven point three. Um we've had a couple of maintenance uh maintenances this week. Yeah, they had one today. They had one today, they had one a couple of days ago, and one the day, like the day before that. So um, so the first thing I'm going to bring up is, and this is before the maintenance is start. So after taking, uh, talking with the team about the feedback in this server, they're going to make a change. So instead of requiring prior season ranked tokens in 5.0, each of the cosmetic items will now cost credits and have a minimum valor re- requirement. So this is a shift from what they originally said, and at least they're responding to feedback, which I think is good. Always. Um, yeah, totally. Um, so the other bit of news here is we did have maintenance, um, and there was some bugs that came along with that. So there's maintenance on the 25th. Um, and then there was this issue with loss of the Nathema Zealot set. And this was a bug. If I remember right, this was a bug. Weird. And it says there was an issue with game update 4.7.3 today, which caused the Nathema Zealot collections unlock to stop working. And they're looking into it. In the meantime, you can unequip and reequip the armor, um, to set, uh, to set and unlock it again. So they're working on it. Um, and then, so that escalated a little bit. So then there was another maintenance to fix that. Okay. Well, let's just do it this way. I'm going to open up this link and this is 4.7.3. So what they did was they made changes to the cartel market passes, which I'm going to talk about here in a, in a little bit. And there was a couple other bug fish fixes. Um, bug the fishes? Bug fishes. The main bug fish fix just kidding <laughs> the main bug fix was the oversized weapons that they were fixing in 4.7.3 right 
And that was something that we talked about a couple weeks ago. And, um, yeah, that's been changed. So there we go. Bounty contracts back. That's something else. Um, that's good. I, I've already done my three that I need for, uh, the legacy unlock in, uh, DVL, but, uh, you know, there's still plenty of them I need for regular achievements. Indeed. Um, so then they came back and patched again and it's 4.7.3a. Um, and it was fixing the Anathema Zealot's armor set and collections. Okay. That was one thing. Um, and then there's some details in there. If that affected you, you can check out the link in the show notes or whatever. Um, and then, um, there was another issue <laughs> with Senya's lightsaber pike. And I guess it was just disappearing from people, from people's inventories or like disappearing it was, altogether. Okay, it, was, it was disappearing from inventories or like it wasn't showing up in gameplay. Well, uh, let me read this. And then, so it corrected an issue that caused the, the Nathema Zealot's armor set to unlock Senya's lightsaber pike in collections. Senya's lightsaber pike has been removed from the players who received them via collections unlock without having received the item through the cartel market. The cartel coin unlock price will be refunded to those who unlock the weapon account wide at a future date. Then, apparently, so them doing that actually caused it to disappear for people who had acquired it legitimately. There was a post about that. Okay, today. so basically what happened was people that unlocked the armor set accidentally had it available for them to unlock the exactly. pike. And those that did it legitimately... Or those that did it illegitimately through the through the collections were supposed to have theirs taken away by the update, but it turns out it took away not only theirs but also the people that got it through cartel market. Something like that, yes. So it said, um, "Where was it? Let me let me let me refresh this real quick because there was a guy today. This guy posted. He said, "Missing Senya polearm. The all he says is the one I got out of pack legit is now gone. Dot dot dot. Sort yourself out, Bioware." And so they basically came back and said, Could that be any more vague? All right. He said, um, we checked your account. What you're saying is crack. It appears it was an edge, uh, ca- uh, edge case where someone who had the saber legitimately could lose it. And this is a result of what we were just talking about. So, um, as he was typing that, they were fixing that. And if anybody else right. had that problem, you should con- contact CS. So, well, good. Yeah. So that, I thought that was kind of, at least they, they, at least it was caught by the game players pretty quick. Yeah. I think that's humorous. Well, when it's one of the new big marquee items in there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I wouldn't mind having one of those. Um, so there was a live stream today, which we'll talk about here in just a moment. Just a mo. Um, no, no. No, no. You don't want to talk about it? In a, in no, I don't want you to say mo ever again. <laughs> so I'm going to keep saying it. Wow. I can see how much our friendship means to you. Is there a reason I shouldn't be saying a mo? Because it makes you sound like a douche. Mm, so I'm going to keep saying it. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, before we get to that, oh no, actually, no, let's get to this first. So we have, um, the live stream today. Actually, I didn't get to watch it live, but I did go back and, and watch it this afternoon. Um, and they were talking about uprisings and, cool. um, actually, Dol- Dolphy has a really nice little breakdown. Shocker. She always has really nice oh, breakdowns. Weird, right? They had a breakdown of, Excuse me, everything they discussed. There's a ton of stuff in here, and I don't really want to touch on all of it. Uh, but as these things are changing and, and we're gonna be talking about this stuff for the next couple of weeks anyway. Um, but they did want to clarify a couple of things that uh uprisings is more of a and they did show a little gameplay too. It's more of a um kind of jump in, jump out, kind of almost arcade style fighting deal. Like the idea is that 
you go into the um It's you, like a level on gauntlet. What? It's almost like a leveling gauntlet. Yeah. yeah. Oh, gauntlet. Yeah, I love gauntlet. So basically, you you jump in four people. Um, you can do group finder with a group or whatever. You jump in there and you it's it's very very minimal story. Right. And you run through waves of mobs with a couple bosses. Call it a day. Um, it was kind of cool in the video, in the live stream they showed it was a hoth uh, a hoth mission. Cool. So there were like. Icicles, icicles, uh, um, yeah, icicles, yeah, icicles, giant icicles dropping from the ceiling. Um, so that was kind of cool. So there was some AOE stuff, some stuff to run away from. Um, so that was kind of cool. Would they actually cause damage if they hit you? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. wow, yeah, that's yeah. cool. So it was like Eric kept getting hit by him, and and uh, it was like Eric and Tate and someone else running through it. Yeah, because that's interesting because they usually don't have environment causing you uh, damage. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So that was happening. Um, and they talked about they talked about a number of different things in this live stream. The first thing really was uh some stuff going on in the community. Um, they were saying they're going to clarify more about crafting and being able to catch up gearing wise. Okay. So crafting, they're going to have more details to come, but the crafting is really going to be the way to sort of catch up to get people to bridge the gap between gear if they need to. Um, although you won't be able to gear, you know, craft the highest, highest stuff in the game. Um, you will be able to gear equivalents without set bonuses and stuff like that. So. All right, let me guess. They're making crafting relevant again. No, that, you know you say that. But. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said it. And here we are. <laughs> so anyway, um, they're going to have more details about that pretty soon. Um, there was an update on cartel market passes, which I'll talk about here in a couple minutes. But basically, if you still have cartel market passes, they're going to refund you cartel coins. So let's say, for example, you had a bunch of ops passes because you're a preferred player right. and you play ops once or twice a week, you know, once a week or something, right? Okay. And you buy it, you have these passes. Um, if you still have these passes, then they will refund you the cartel coins. Um, doesn't matter how you got it, but if you still have these passes when 5.0 drops, they're going to give you the cartel coins. So that's something. Um, okay. Then can this be, can you buy those passes off the cart, off the, uh, GTN? Not anymore. They okay. took the, they basically, they took them out of the game. They took them out of the game in the last update. Okay. Cause I was thinking if they're on the GTN, yeah, you I was thinking the same thing. With credits and <laughs> yeah, get cartel coins. They, they, the, there's no I mean, chance. Not that I would, but that would be an But think point. about it. There's no chance they're going to make that announcement before they took them out of the game. Oh, of course. Right. So they're all, there is the issue of them being in the guild bank still for folks who are preferred. Right. And they basically said you must take them out there, out of there before early access. Otherwise they're not going to know what to do with them. And. They'll be, you'll be stuck with them basically. Right. So basically they have to be in somebody's personal inventory. Exactly. Otherwise no one's going to get anything for it. Right. Um, but they're not making this a responsibility for us to go to a specific vendor. No. To do it. No, they're going to, they're going to give it to us. Okay. Um, accommodation conversion rates, uh, they're going to go, uh, going into a post, they're going to post exact conversion rates tomorrow morning and they haven't, yeah, they haven't done that yet. They said either today or tomorrow morning. Um, by the time you hear this, that'll be posted. Um, free to play players can't level to level 60, 70, excuse me. They still, they can still access old flashpoints and content, but no galactic commander uprisings for them. So right. free to play is just, they're not going to be able to do it. And right. that's just with most expansion, you're just not going to have that content. Yeah. Well, I'm just guessing they're probably going to be, you know, free to play is just going to be like one expansion behind. Exactly. So, um, there was some, <laughs> there was a question about companions. Uh, it says, it is their intention you will eventually, that you will get every companion back eventually. But it's, <laughs> it's really not going to happen anytime soon. 
Okay. <laughs> because there's so many companions still out there. So, oh, yeah. So that was Plus one. They, of, they introduced some new ones too. Exactly. So that was one of the things. So if you're really waiting for that one companion you haven't got yet. Mako. Just, you know, it just may not happen anytime soon. Mako. Mako fans. So anyway. So let's get to uprisings real quick. So we kind of talked about it. It's, um, once you hit level 70, you don't have to finish the story, which is good. Which you just I really, yeah, you just have to be level 70 and be a subscriber. Right. Otherwise you don't have access to it. Um, and they're faction specific right now, but they did, they were kind of stoked on the idea of having it be cross faction eventually. Which um, would for, make for, sense for other ones. Later. Yeah. Which would make sense for part, taking part of the DVL. Exactly. Um, so you're automatically placed into, into a queue when you go onto the uprising button in Galactic Command, which I, from what I understand is that Galactic Command interface Anything that's group content based, if you click on that and you're not in a group already, it's going to put you into a queue. So it's like a one-stop shop for right. any content you want to do, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, so it is new four-player content. It's very fast-paced, about 20 minutes. Um, very light story. For, for me, it sounded like one of those things I would do, get my buddies together, we just run through it, not thinking too much about it. But that's a story mode. <laughs> then there's other... Difficulty modes, for example, there's four challenge modes, uh, story mode, veteran mode, and hard mode. Um, and then master mode is very similar to what they're saying, like nightmare mode would be, and that's not going to come out right at launch. They're going to make sure that's really the hardest content. So right. only story and veteran mode will come out at launch. Sorry, master mode will come soon after. Okay. And story mode is not solo though. They, they be, and they really were hearing what we said. They're like, we don't want more soloable group content right so it's four players or more or it's four players so it's basically like taking the four player heroics from like old timey days section x and (laughs) yeah and uh black hole Mm -hmm. and just making more of them yeah i think and i I think that's fine dude but it's gonna be in but this is more i guess arcadey sort of um very gauntlet Kind of like, like, yeah, and I'm okay because I because it, it seems to be like it'll be less tactical. Mm-hmm. Uh, then hopefully people won't scream at other players. Yeah, I'm hoping not, especially if you're pugging. I mean, come on, exactly. Um, and so power ups. There's gonna be some three new power ups, <laughs> which I think you'll like. This, are you ready? Okay. So they'll be scattered around, and it says Tempest Rocket Launcher. <laughs> it's a rocket launcher. Nice. <laughs> uh, thir- uh, it was that Thermap. Thermal Devastator is what it is. Wow, that's a great name. So it's like a thermal detonator, but more devastating. That's what they said. <laughs> Dolphy has it written that way too, because that, but that's what they said in the stream. It's really funny. And it's a, and there's combat clarity, which is no cooldowns, unlimited resources, and you move faster. Which wow, is that's pretty cool. badass. It's kind of god modey. Very. Know, which is cool. Last couple things here. <laughs> Uprising and in game. So come with Kotet. You have, uh, they recapped all this. So we have Galactic Command, all new story and veteran uprisings, nine new chapters, uh, 25 total with story and vet- veteran difficulty. And then again, remember, you can play through any of those, Kotet or Kotfi Co- uh, and Kotet at those difficulty levels, um, in any order you want. Right. Which is something they wanted to remind us of. Um, there's going to be 16 plus player world bosses with dark versus light. Um, which is going to be cool. And all existing game content is going to go to level 70, which okay. obviously makes sense. Right. Um, so after Eternal Throne is the last thing they talked about. And again, I'm reading from Dolphy. I did watch the stream, but Dolphy just has it all here and it's so much easier. Um, so coming after Eternal Throne, there's going to be more info in late November. 
there's going to have master chapters, okay, which is solo difficult content, uh, master uprisings, which is group difficult content, and those will be the toughest challenges balanced for the highest gear in the expansion, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and there's, of course, more stuff, which they've alluded to in January that's coming, and Muscle almost said it, but he didn't, because he's standing there and he said, and people keep asking if that means operations, and they said, and he was like, Listen carefully over the next couple of months. And I was like, damn it, Musco, just freaking say it. It doesn't mean they're not working on it. It just means they're not saying it. Right. And so, Which is the way that Bioware's yeah, always been. It's fine. It's just dumb. Anyway. So, You're dumb. <laughs> so another stream next Thursday, they're going to be talking about um, Galactic Command and combat and class changes, which is going to be cool. And then, of course, the 10th, repeatable chapters and difficulty levels, the 17th, new planets slash story insights with Charles. And of course, November twenty third uh, is the wrap up in Q and A, and then we're going to be pretty damn close, dude. Yeah, well, so. the, the, it's I think it's the day after. Is early, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I think early release is uh, uh, December. No, I, no, I think early access is November twenty ninth or something. Yeah, like it's that. the the. I think it's the Tuesday after Thanksgiving. Yeah, exactly. So, man, um, any thoughts? What do you think about uprisings? Are you excited about it? Do you care? Are you going to play it? What are you going to do? You're making faces. Um, I, I definitely want to. Take part in it, and I'm sure there's going to be achievements that are connected with it. So, yeah, of course, sure. I'll be going for that. Um, but as it is for me right now, it's so hard to be able to play with anybody because of my Wi-Fi situation. Yeah. So, we um, gotta fix that. We do, and it's. I mean, it's nobody else's fault. It's just where I live. Right. So, um, it's. I mean, we're. I mean, it was hard enough during you know a, a wog when we we're running with right. eight to sixteen people. Well, here it was just you and I last night, and yeah. It was ridiculous. Well, and I'm actually really looking forward to next weekend when we have Extra Life um, to do some of that other stuff. Um, and like I said, I think the best use of your time would be to come here. And, Probably. But you have something going on, excuse me, the beginning of the day. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, proctoring an exam. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. But anyway, um, <laughs> proctoring an exam. <laughs> Not a prostate exam. <laughs> I'm proctoring an SAT exam. Well, you say that, but <laughs> and that's the blooper reel. Okay, so anyway, um, anything else you want to say about any news from Sotor, man? No, I'm just happy. Actually, I watched not not today's uh, uh, live stream, but I watched the last one. It was the first live stream I've actually been able to watch in months. So it was yeah. great. No, I love seeing those guys, man. They're having a good, they had a really good time well, you today. Can just tell they like their jobs, and they give out stuff, and it's just. Although there's some definite negativity in the li- in the chat, yeah, um, they're really good. That's why at- I don't even follow the chat. I just watch yeah. the video. I like watching the chat, but they're they're really good at letting that stuff go and just answering the questions that are relevant to what they're talking about and moving right. on. So I appreciate that about Musco and our community team, dude. They're they're doing a good job. You yeah. know, it does amaze me because I can't really follow along with the chat even if I am watching it. There's just <laughs> so much. Yeah, there's a lot. So, all right, on to uh, Star Wars, dude. Yes. Pew, 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 pew. I was raised to do one thing. One thing. But I've got nothing to fight for. Nothing will stand in our way. I will finish what you started. Speaking of finishing what other people start, 
You see this? I put this the top news story here in our Star Wars feed. Yeah, and didn't we? We actually <laughs> mentioned we talked about this like six months ago. We did. Uh, so Joss Whedon wants to direct a Star Wars movie now. Uh, take all my money. Oh, take all of our monies, all of everybody's money. Right. Um, if you're a Joss Whedon fan, you know he's great with character. He's great with story. Um, it would be, it would actually absolutely be phenomenal. But I mean, whether that's going to happen or not is a different story. Let's see. So apparently what he says is, um, there's an interview with Complex, uh, he took a break after Age of Ultron and he comes out and he says, uh, do I want to make a Star Wars movie? Yeah. I was like, I don't want to make a Star Wars movie. Uh, like, God damn it. Why? But I saw the trailer for Rogue a while ago and I was like, I want to do that. He said, um, he says, uh, Whedon continued saying that he'd love to make a Star Wars, uh, love to make a Star Wars movie and not be wed to the bigger picture. I don't know what that like means. he was with Marvel. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. Yeah. Well, and which the uh, the Russo brothers have kind of taken his part in that. Right. Right. Any any thoughts on uh, old Whedon? Um, I just put this at the top of the show because we were talking about it a while. Yeah. Back. Well, I mean, the only movie that hasn't been committed, the only movie that hasn't been committed to a director is the third Star Wars story. Right. Which is rumored to be Boba Fett. Right. Let him take it, since that that's going to be the most controversial one. Well, and I think if he takes it on and does it right. I mean, obviously, it's his career is fine no matter what, really. Right. But um, it would be—I don't know. I think I would feel better about the Boba Fett movie if if Joss Whedon was at the helm. Oh, I agree. Honestly, only because I don't like the idea of the Boba Fett movie. <laughs> but I've talked about it enough times. Right, and I actually—I think if he were to come on, it might not be Boba Fett. I think because, like I said, he doesn't want to be wed to the major the major thing. Mm-hmm. I think if anything, it means he would do a Star Wars story and not an episode. Right. Um, and it would be something more akin to like the Han Solo movie, which is connected, but not part of the timeline technically. I mean, it is technically, but you know what I mean? It's not like Rogue One, which clearly right. fits in with. But then he can give it his own vision. He can do Absolutely. the thing with what he wants to do with the characters and, and expand enough to work, to make it his own, but not be like, okay, now I have to do all the, I have to continue to do this. Can you imagine Joss, Joss Whedon directing Thrawn? Oh, don't get me started on that. Oh, you just really just did it for me right there. I know I did. That was good. Thanks, man. I know your spots. <laughs> Eek. All right. So, <laughs> so, um, there's, there's two stories in here. Have you heard about this, um, lightsaber combat academy? Um, I have. I did not hear about the second part. All right. So it looks like there's this academy. There's these guys who uh, it's kind of a workout, kind of a program that you can learn how to lightsaber battle get in shape, all those kind of things, right? Right. And they've been kind of saying it's um, uh, it's finally heading to America. So I'm going to start with this, <laughs> and and we'll go from there. So it says it's the perfect way to work out while also unleashing your inner Jedi, which is adorable, right? Um, so Ludo Sports is, uh, takes their training quite seriously, as any good Jedi master or Sith Lord would, and they offer seven distinctive forms of lightsaber combat. Uh, Shicho, Mikasi, Sarisu, Arturo, etc. If you played Star Wars games, you know what we're talking about. Um, so if you're in the San Francisco area and feel like you've got the midichlorian count to make the cut, um, there is a, uh, so check out Ludo Sport. Now, so apparently they're headed, they're, they're moving around. So it says, uh, hold on one second. They've already established themselves in countries like England, France, Ireland, Spain, Italy, and now they're bringing the fun to uh, San Francisco. So that's pretty damn close to us, and I would love to do it. Yeah. What's, but, the, pro- what's the problem? Uh, that 
Disney this. and Lucasfilm were very uh, protective of their uh, trademarks. So what happened was, <laughs> uh, it seems like, okay, so there's another article in here that really basically Disney Lucasfilm sue fan-run lightsaber academy over Star Wars trademarks. So you know a lot about this stuff, dude. Um, what do, what do you think? I mean, I mean, I can read what they say here. It says, uh, defendants regularly use Lucasfilm trademarks without authorization in connection with their businesses, Lucasfilm states in their suit. Among other infringing activities, defendants use a logo that is uh, nearly identical and confusingly similar to Lucasfilm's trademark Jedi Order logo, round in shape, six wings like uh, shapes curving upward, three per side, and eight-pointed star featuring elongated top and bottom points stretching to a vertical line. So according to the studio... They have serves uh several case uh, sev- they have served several cease notices, so that's not good. No, it's not. Um, at the end of this article, they kind of say maybe they'll come to a settlement, but how do these things usually go, dude? Uh, they get shut down pretty darn quick. <laughs> Gee, I wonder why. <laughs> uh, because there's money to be made. Because <laughs> and look, man, I mean, and I love what this this these people are doing. I love the idea of this. Um. But you have to be super careful. You really do. You know, when you're using someone else's intellectual properties, when you're using their logos closely, or you're calling yourself a lightsaber school, you exactly. know, it's like, it, I mean, come you, on. How, a, how quick can you get on their radar? <laughs> use a word other than Jedi. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, uh, I don't know, man. I feel bad for him uh, on one level because it's such a cool thing. Yes. But Disney has Disney's very good at this. Well, especially since they're going to be introducing something fairly similar in Star Wars Land. Right. So here we are. Here we are. We'll see how this develops. Um, some Force Awakens news. Yeah, it's it's interesting since the the new Rogue One's coming out, we're getting more behind the scenes sort of information about uh, Force Awakens. Yeah. Um, this next one, or basically what this says is J.J. Abrams describes there's a cut. There's cut footage from Ray's force back sequence. Right. Um, and I don't know if you've seen this yet. I have not. This is pretty cool. Um, so let me go to this. And the latest installment show is, okay, so this is from the Star Wars show. Right, which is uh, a great show from StarWars.com. Which is awesome. Um, it says, a clip of never, never before heard uh, audio commentary from J.J. Abrams, which was included in the upcoming Star Wars Force Awakens 3D Collector's Edition. Um, was unveiled. It features uh, the director explaining why footage of Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader's Empire Strikes Back lightsaber duel was cut from Rey's vision. So Ooh. that is what is missing from that. Right. So if, if her vision had those two characters, that's something. So he says, uh, this is Abrams. In this scene, she is drawn to this place, almost like Cinderella. Abrams begins. Um, and she goes to this box, which when she opens, she discovers something that, of course, has no meaning to her. She's never seen this before. She doesn't know uh, what it is, but it has meaning to the audience. Touching the lightsaber triggers what we call the force back. There was many iterations of this. Of this, In one from this Cloud City corridor, she looked down and saw Vader fighting Luke, which we ended up cutting. We wanted it to be uh, more a personal story, something she couldn't comprehend. That was overwhelming her, frightening her. That was taking her through all of these elemental experiences of fire, of rain, snow, wind, but also she was being confronted with truths about the Force, about the past, Knights of Ren here, um, the past for herself. She realizes the cries she heard were actually her own cries as a young girl being taken away from her family, and then she hears a, a voice, Ray, 
and that is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Right. So what do you think? Obviously, I mean, I, it feels like all they cut was this one part to me. Right. Um, what do you think the significance of her looking down on Luke and and Vader fighting. Well, I think in Cloud City, no less. Right. Well, I think it has to be Cloud City because the the, the lightsaber that he, that she picked up is the one that Luke loses there. Good point. Okay, so it's not like she by touching that lightsaber she would all of a sudden see the, the battle on Death Star two. Good point. Or the the. So uh, do you think that was because of the lightsaber, or is seeing that vision somehow significant? No, I think that they put it originally into the scene. Because it was the lightsaber, but I think they cut it because they think too many people would read into it as her being was... a personal connection and not a connection to the lightsaber. Okay. So we can't basically extrapolate from here and be like, that is proof that it is Luke's daughter. Right. I, th- I think. Which what... I am not convinced of no matter what. No, I'm not. But I'm, what I'm actually thinking it, I mean, this is another, you know, theory right is that everything she sees in the flashback is somehow connected to the lightsaber so what i think is the most interesting thing to come out of that is if that is true what the heck does this lightsaber which was lost on besman years ago have to do with the knights of ren overthrow huh and that's interesting and is that why luke is giving her the weird look because he thought he got rid of it after that uprising do you think maybe I'm going to throw this out there. But it seems like Maz Kanata's had it for a while. So this might not be true. But what if, like... Well, you got to remember, at this point, it's been 23 years or so. True, true. But, I mean, maybe Luke found the lightsaber again, gave it to Kylo... Right. ...when he started his training. Okay. And he used that to overthrow the Jedi Order... And it was somehow lost in that, maybe. And no, I don't he think so. Because I think his own? in the scene you see him with the bronze. No, he has his own. But I'm saying, like, maybe he. I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out, like. Oh, okay. Do, do you see where no, I'm going no, with no, this, no, right? No, 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 no. Okay. Do you see where I'm going with this? I do. But what if he gives it to him, and just like Ray had a force back, Kylo had a force back, and that's where he gets the strong connection to Vader, and that's what starts him on the dark side. Oh, interesting. That's good. I also don't really like the term force back. Neither do I. I'm not feeling it. But that aside, I, I'm, I think there, there's going to be more about this particular saber, obviously. Um, I do like that when she does end up with it, uh, Finn uses it first. Um, it's passing hands again. Maz Kanata had it. Um, I think that her reacting to this and seeing those visions and actually seeing that vision. And I'm glad you said that, dude, that vision of the Knights of Ren is super important, more important than this fight here, because that's just going to mislead people. Yeah, I mean, you have to remember that, yeah, I mean, Luke did a lot of good with this saber, but yeah. that was the saber that killed the younglings. So many younglings. <laughs> uh, I'm laughing. It, I mean, the, the dark side, I mean, if, if, if items are imbued with yeah. their use, then it's got, it's got just as much dark power in it as it does light. I'm with you, man. Um, shoot. This this actually opens up a nice little can of worms. It is, and I hadn't actually thought about. I hadn't really delved that much into the force back so yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. But the I think the cutting of the scene tells more that it's more about the saber itself, and not the people. I agree, but let's go one more thing into this since we're still talking about this. Um, what is it significant that she hears Ray in her no, force she hears back? Obi-Wan. 
No. Yeah. Obi-Wan saying Ray is what I'm saying. Obi-Wan is saying her name. Right. What well, is significant about that in relation to the lightsaber and everything else that we've been talking about? That's what I'm trying to Yeah, well, out. the connection, of course, between Obi-Wan and the lightsaber is that he had it for 18 years. Sure. But, um... But why is Obi-Wan saying her name? Have they met? I am guessing, because, he, you know, he's a force ghost, so I'm guessing yeah. Luke had at least a passing knowledge of how she got onto Jakku, right? Okay. And he at least consulted with the Obi-Wan Force Ghost. Okay. That would be my guess. All right. I don't know, man. I think there's... I think we're wrong. <laughs> Likely. But I, I, I do like... Um, I like going down these paths sometimes. Oh, of course. And I don't want to spend all day on it, but... Right. Anyway. All right, dude. Here we are. Next. Um, we... Well, actually, I've got another Force Awakens thing here. Okay, go for um, it. JJ came out and talked about... Um, the most shocking, yeah. Okay. From the most shocking scene from Force Awakens, and because you know the the one of the most common discussions on Kylo killing uh, Han is was he spoilers? Just kidding. (laughs) Was he going to do it the whole time? Right. Or did was it a decision in the moment? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I will say what JJ said. He said. Uh, people have asked me if I think Kylo Ren is just playing with Solo this whole time, whether he meant to kill him from the beginning. The truth is that I think Kylo Ren in this moment is actually being convinced to walk away from this. Snoke is, as Han says, using him. I think somewhere Ben, not Kylo, Ben knows this, but I think that he can't accept this and deep down he has gone too far. So I think he's, JJ is actually saying he is having an internal battle and it just, he, Realize he's just gone too far. And, and I think they apart. did. And honestly, that's what I thought. And I think that's they, what I read into it. And, and they did a really good job, in my opinion. And I've seen it. I've seen that scene enough times. Seen that scene. I, I've watched that scene enough times to, to, to know. I mean, Abrams, they did a really good job showing. I mean, partially was the lighting effects, partially was the, the dialogue, but also like there was a moment there where he's like, Oh crap, you can help me. Yeah. And then he realized. When the, when the sun was consumed and the light changed and he's like, you know what? I'm not him anymore. Right. And that's what he needed to do. And, and, and I think they did, I think they did a really good job. Yeah. And honestly, in, in kind of building on that thought, I think it's even more important of how he dropped the mask. Yeah. Because for him, I think for Ben, the mask was Kylo. Yeah. And finally, when he makes that decision that he is Kylo, he can drop the mask because he doesn't need it anymore. Right. And if you notice in the final battle with with Ray, yeah, he doesn't have he doesn't it. have the mask because he's actually he's finally made that transformation. Right. Exactly. I like that. Um, I will say that JJ did come out and say something else that was pretty funny. He said, uh, uh, "Obviously, any time in Star Wars when two characters go out on an incredibly thin bridge, ten miles above the ground with no <laughs> railings, it's not going to end well for one of them. <laughs> one of them's going to go down, as we know." <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah, I thought that was funny. All right, man. So let's get to some Rogue One fun. Um, um, one last thing. Yeah. Well, just kidding. Go ahead. Dude, I'm going to slap you. Just kidding. Go ahead. Um, they finally uh, finished the lawsuit with the uh, the mm. uh, Han Solo or with the Harrison Ford broken ankle. Oh, cool. And the Star Wars production company was fined nearly $2 million for the Harrison Ford on the job injury. And this wasn't because it was Harrison Ford. It was basically like the British version of OSHA. The yeah, yeah. The Occupational yeah. Safety and Health Administration. Um, finding them. Yeah. And they sense. were just found guilty of having an unsafe work environment, $2 million fine. For a 72 year old man. Yeah. Yeah. 
So yeah, so so that's it for that. Cool, man. So let's let's talk episode eight for a minute before we get to Rogue One because right. honestly, there's only one story that is kind of on my radar right now and yours as well. Daisy really hints Ray's parents will be revealed in Star Wars episode eight, which we kind of figured would happen anyway. We figured. I actually thought they might, you know, squeeze it out and and get it to episode nine, but I just really think they need to kind of deal with that only because why do you think why do you think they should? Uh, well, squeezing out to episode nine would be no, 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 to keep it in episode eight. Oh, um, well, to keep it in line with, uh, oh, with Empire, and, with Empire. Yeah, I mean, that's when the Vader was revealed yeah, as the father. Exactly, I was putting you on the spot, but anyway, um, so it says if there's one question Star Wars fans have wrestled with the most, uh, ever since uh Skywalker lightsaber call out to Ray, the question is who the heck are Ray's parents? So, th- from this article, it says according to the actress, it sounds like we'll find out. In Star Wars Episode Eight, um, it's still unofficially titled direct sequel to the film that hits theaters in 2017. So, cool. Here we are. Um, Ridley says we will see it in a year. Ridley told Vulture um, when they asked her about Ray's lineage in a recent interview. Just sit tight on that question. So, yeah. So you, I mean, it's coming. Yeah. Whether they'll tell us or just answer whether <laughs> maybe she's born with many chlorians. Oh God. I kind of secretly hope. <laughs> Just to see the Star Wars nerd rage. Like, I know, right? I really feel like the internet would explode if they did it. Oh, yeah. Like, we might go back to, you know, the Stone Age. Okay. If that happens. Only if? And they... that and that only speaks volumes to the, the clout that Star Wars fans have. Okay, you know? <laughs> only if they bring in the Qui-Gon Force Ghost to explain oh, it. Oh, yes. So he comes in, he says, so, midichlorians. Because <laughs> remember, evidently, he was the first person. To I know, dude. Ghost. I love it. Ah, uh, Liam. Okay. So, should we get to Rogue One, then? Yes, I've got a few things here as well. Okay, so Rogue One news. There's this really cool-looking IMAX standee. I've seen it. It's so cool. And it's so cool. Apparently, there's hidden messages in it. Messages in it. I have not looked at it long enough to decipher anything. But somebody has translated it. But somebody it's has. It's on Arabesh, right? Um, I don't even know. Yeah, it's in the, it's in the Star Wars language. So yeah, if you look at the standee, is it in Arabic? Yeah. Let's see. Oh, shoot! Yeah. I didn't know that. I just thought they were saying like, no, scroll down. Oh, it's there. Okay, so here we are. Yeah, there's actual lines that have been translated. Cool. So, the Arabic on the giant sized image also tells quite a tale. Um, while the vast majority of it is either complete gibberish or some kind of code. Uh, <laughs> Um, some of it is quite meaningful, offers up phrases of Imperial propaganda and some classic Star Wars lines. Um, thanks to at Yakface for confirming our amateur translations. So, and this is through comicbook.com. Yeah, comicbook.com. So it's like K2SO says beat back the rebels, uh, Chirut join the empire, submit to our will, uh, says Jane Urso, um, all power to the empire, crush the rebellion once with stroke. Uh, this station's the ultimate power in the universe. Oh, I'm so glad that's there. <laughs> yep. Um, and there will be no one to stop us this time. Nice. Yeah, it's it's a really cool looking standee. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I want to take a picture with that. Uh, I've already posted it to Pinterest. I'm sure. Yeah, but it's we're close, dude. I hate you. I know, but we're close. Yes. I'm excited. So what else you got? Um, they they revealed the uh, the runtime. And oh, it's nice. going to be 133 minutes, so two oh, hours good. and 13 minutes. Two hours. Yeah, it's uh, two minutes shorter than Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Good. I'm glad. So there's that. Um, also, it looks like uh, it's going to be releasing to um, the UK one day early. 
Yeah. So it's going to be uh, December 16th here, which means 15th with the pre-shows. Um, but it's going to be the 15th, um, the morning of the 15th, maybe evening of the 14th in the UK. Makes sense. That, that, that does happen. Um, so. And I've got two more things. No, go ahead. There's, uh, I don't know if anybody ever checks out, um, on YouTube, a, a series called Weird Trailers. Somebody takes the trailers and throws random stuff in there. And so they did a, a weird trailers for Rogue One, and somehow it has uh, Alf in it. It's got <laughs> Harlequin. Alf. It's got a uh, Leia slave Leia body with Deadpool's face on it. Um, it. It's pretty darn funny. Dude, that's insane. Yeah, they're weird. <laughs> it sounds weird, but they're funny. <laughs> yeah. um, so there's that, and then also if you've ever seen the uh, the the Kylo Ren reaction videos. They, oh yeah, I know they, there's another one that yeah, came up. Yeah, they did for one, one for the final Rogue One. I haven't watched it yet, but we'll we'll deal with that another day. Yeah, it's pretty good. I just left it out just because. All right, we've got a couple things for merch. First of all, uh, as everyone I'm sure has been following, they have the the Go Rogue series. Yeah. And episode four came out, or chapter four, so uh, we'll put that in the show notes and you can check it out. But uh, Build a Bear has come out and done a oh, yeah, cuddly Kylo Ren. Oh, that's adorable. Which is adorable. See that. No, I saw I saw a picture. I didn't put it in the thing. Yeah, but, yeah. I posted it on fa- on Pinterest, so you can check it out. But uh, yeah, it's pretty darn cute, cute and cuddly. <laughs> Nothing for games. A cute and cuddly Kylo Ren. That's, I know, right? It's madness, dude. All right, dude. So um, let's let's do this. We're gonna. I mean, this is this is old timey days. We're gonna play our pop culture bumper. Yeah, we are. Are you ready? And yep. then we're gonna um. Just talk about some stuff and get the hell out of here. You ready? Yep. I can't imagine any kind of future where I am a hero. Well, you're not. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. That always reminds me that I'm behind on that new season. (laughs) But I love that show. I love that show. All right. Uh, so we are in our pop culture slash usual roundup slash whatever the hell we feel like section. Exactly. Um, this week we're doing more pop culture than anything. Should we start with uh, a little mini, uh, real reviews? Yeah, let's start with that. Let's do that. So we have a couple sad pieces. The first thing is the actor who, and we brought this up a couple weeks ago, which is why I put this in here. Um, the actor who accidentally shot killed, Brandon shot Lee. Brandon Lee yeah, in, the sh- in the crow, he died. Yeah. At age 61, which is super sad. Um, we also had another death. Um, the Simpsons writer and producer, uh, Kevin Curran has died as well. Yeah, I saw that too. That's sad. And I, I mean, I was just talking to my students about, you know, The Simpsons today and some of them watch it, some of them don't, but man, that show's been around forever and it's such an influence. And when one of the writers goes, like that's, you know, that's significant. Yeah. It is the longest running animated show. Um, for the longest time, uh, it was the Flintstones. It was yeah. the longest running animated primetime show at eight years. And then the Simpsons is now like at 23. I think they're way past that. I think they're 30 some now. No, I think they're still in the 20s. Really? Okay. Yeah. Cause I think they started in, uh, 89 on, uh, the Tracy Ullman show. Okay. So maybe some, someone's, maybe, someone's going to fact check. Yeah. Maybe Cause I think, I think, I think they're getting up there, but, um, but then, uh, uh, Family Guy's on like 14 or 15. Yeah. And South Park's on almost 20. Yeah, South Park's at least. Yeah, about 20. So, um, um, yeah. So, uh, what else we got here? Sherlock. I have a couple things Sherlock and Benedict Cumberbatch related. 
Um, Sherlock season four, the premiere date has been announced. Yes. Um, which I'm excited about because I love me some Sherlock. I actually still haven't watched season three or the Christmas oh, special. Oh my God. So Sherlock will return, um, on January 1st, 2017. Oh, that's coming quick. So that's, that's coming up, dude. I'm pretty excited about that. We also have Benedict Cumberbatch addressing the end of the Sherlock, of Sherlock rumors. So, Okay, so he says, it was a complete distortion of what I actually said, which was season four was the last one for now. There's a big difference, and he just went, it's the last one, and left a paragraph hanging in the air, he stressed. So there you have it. Sherlock won't necessarily be the end of it all, end all, be all of the series. So um, he loves doing the show, and um, it, it, for me, what it sounds like, everybody who does the show is hella busy. Yeah. <laughs> and so they're going to try to make it work because the show is so beloved, but... Um, I don't think it's going away anytime soon, so that's good to know, honestly. Well, there's just so many stories that they can delve into, and and they're doing such a good iteration of the of of Holmes. I think is really good, so yeah, they should keep that up. And then, speaking of Cumberbatch, he's supposed to host uh, Saturday Night Live. Oh, awesome! Um, and that is going to be. I had the date here, not this week, but the next one, I think. Uh, maybe it is next week. Yep, Saturday Night Live, November fifth. Awesome. So he's going to be the next one, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. I'm excited about that. He, he's going to be good. And that is right before, conveniently, because <laughs> um, the next no, week. No, it's, be- it's the day after uh, Dr. Strange opens. Oh, that's the other reason why me going out of town is tedious. No, because we're going to a movie on the 3rd, on In- Thursday. Indeed. All right. So, Doctor Strange comes out that weekend. So yes, it does. It does make a lot of sense that he is going to um, host Saturday Night Live. And if Doctor Strange does what I think it's going to do, I'm excited. Oh, I'm totally excited. So, um, you want to throw something else in your reviews before I get to random stuff? Because um, I have some other things in here. Yeah, well, I mean, that's all, big, re- that's all real review stuff. Too. Yeah, this is a big one. Oh, yeah. I was, yeah, go ahead. So, the I think the biggest news, I think, right now is that George Lucas is not going to be involved with Indiana Jones 5. Yeah, and I'm very about happy that? about this. I mean, I, Are you? <laughs> I do like George Lucas, but... We all do. Um, that was the biggest hang-up in why Crystal Skull took so long to come to theaters was because um, for them to get uh, a green light on it, it had to go through Lucas, Spielberg, and um, Ford. Right. And Lucas was just adamant about there being aliens. I mean, originally <laughs> he wanted it to be Indiana Jones and the Space Invaders. Interesting. Um, so they were able to talk him down to what we got. Right. And uh, I just don't want any more of that. We're done with that. All right. And that movie is so widely hated by most yes. that I think uh, this is good news. And actually, of, I'm, but... I'm okay with it. I just I really don't like Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> yeah. And He's a crazy uh, yeah, and Kate Blanchett's <laughs> accent could use some work. Yeah. Well, and here we are. Yes. <laughs> I'm. I'm really hope. I have high hopes for Indiana Jones Five, though. I really think it's gonna be cool. Yeah, oh, yeah, me too. Yeah. Okay, a couple things. Um, J.K. Rowling will write all five Fantastic Beasts movies. Yeah, this is uh, really important news. Uh, there's a few things about this. First of all, the release of the information that there was going to be five more Fantastic Beasts movies. So really, how is it going to be five? Well, actually, I think it's two more Fantastic Beasts and then three movies of something. It uh, might be Fantastic Beasts. It might, uh, whatever. Um, but she's also come out and said there will be no more Harry stories. Right. The last one is Cursed Child, and that's it. Right. Which, is, which I'm fine with, but like, man, that's a lot of movies. It is, but I mean, heck, yeah, I if know. you can make ten Fast and Furious movies, oh, yeah. there's a much more wealth if of. If you can make ten Fast and Furious movies, you can make ten movies about anything. Exactly. 
<laughs> Tetris is going to be th- a trilogy. I don't get that. <laughs> I had to bring that up because real reviews. Oh my god! The, if you've never listened to our real review shows, we have. There's a point of contention in this particular uh, spinoff because we usually talk about reboots and reimaginings right. and um, all these things. And some of the some of the stuff we talk about, like the Tetris movie. Um, so bad. There's been constant stuff about redoing Goonies and all this other stuff. Um, I just, I just don't know. And I thought I put it in here, but I guess I didn't. Uh, Tom Cruise apparently is not going to be involved in Top Gun 2. Thank God. But <laughs> please tell me Val Kilmer's back. But he, he can't come back. Have you seen him? Have you seen yeah, that? Coming? That's why it would be so awesome. <laughs> oh my god, I was I was laughing about this with somebody today because I I guess I forgot to put it in here, but um I was <laughs> we were talking about reboots and stuff, and I was going through my pocket trying to figure out what I was going to put in the show today, and I saw that one, and one of my students was there. He's like, "Wait, what? They're going to do a?" And we had this whole back and forth about it, and and our other friend uh, made the comment like, "Come on, you <laughs> can't." I don't even think he can fit in the cockpit no. at this point. Poor Val Kilmer. Anyway, I really like The Saint. Have I said that lately? Oh, I love The Saint. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, Willy Wonka movie reboot is in the works as well. A third time? It's hard to say, dude. It's very... I read through the article. I don't even understand it. Yeah. It's like they've redone it. They haven't redone it. They've done it. Now they're redoing it again. I just... How many times are you going to redo Willy Wonka? Yeah, skip it. <laughs> <laughs> just... Let's just not... Look, guys, if you don't go see it, they'll stop rebooting it. But actually, um, there was one interesting thing about this particular one, though, like all kidding aside. Um, they said, according to Variety, the film uh, will be a prequel to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, um, the 1964 doll book um, that has been twice adopted, obviously, once with Gene Wilder and once with Johnny Depp. Uh, the reboot, reboot film will not be a Willy Wonka origin story. It will be a standalone story set during the early years of Wonka's career. So, uh, it, I mean, do you feel any better about it now that I've said no, that? No, I mean, as as, as you <laughs> and like, I no. both know, it all comes down to story. Yeah. If the story comes up as really good, all right, I'm on yeah, board. I if hear it's you. Tetris, no. <laughs> Wait, you don't want a Tetris trilogy? I can understand one, maybe. <laughs> can you? A trilogy? <laughs> really? Dude. Unless this is somehow turning we into a... make this a recurring thing where we just rail on the Tetris trilogy. No, unless unless Tetris turns out to be like a, a trilogy of like historical epics about the <laughs> rise and fall of communism and the Berlin Wall. Come on. <laughs> I was just going to say, what if the Tetris trilogy is like to rival the freaking Lord of the Rings trilogy? Like in, you know what I mean? And we're like, we're eating our words three years from now. We're like, oh. Shoot, dude, the Tetris trilogy is badass. I know. It's, it's kind of like listening to Garmin now when he talks about because in uh, Hollywood Babylon, he has this, um, a bit called Movies That Will Suck. Oh, right. And two years ago, he picked a, a Lego movie oh, as a God. movie that will suck. And boy, was that amazing. I know, right? But I don't think that's what Tetris is going to be. Not so much. I think it's going to be terrible. But anyway, we've talked about Tetris a lot. A uh, little Doctor Who stuff. The Doctor Who, um, there is an animated um, movie coming yes and it's called uh the power of the daleks coming and it's going to come to movie theaters too yes i think it's um, very awesome there's some 
we've seen the trailer a bunch of times. I think they run it on Hulu and some other stuff, but, right. um, I'm, I'm really super excited about this. So yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, really quick to finish up, uh, real reviews. I'm going to yeah. give a quick list of trailers that I'm going to put in the show notes. Oh, so I'm going to have a trailer for, are you going to remember all this? Cause yeah. I'm not going to do it. No, I have it in my pocket. So. Okay. Perfect. So, uh, we'll have a trailer for triple X three, the return of Xander cage. <laughs> um, we're going to have a trailer for, should we do a thing where like, they all go watch the trailers, and then we watch the trailers, and we'll talk about it next time. Uh, I think it's asking too much for our fans. God forbid they're doing a little work. I know, right? Um, uh, there's a new Power Rangers trailer. There's a trailer for Ghost in the Shell. Oh yeah, I want to see that. Uh, there's a ch- oh, you're, this one's for you. There's a new trailer for season three of Black Mirror. Oh, dude, I know that's already started. It's already out. Oh, is it? Black Mirror is already out. That's why I didn't put it in here. There's a trailer for Legends of the Hidden Temple, hmm. uh, Resident Evil, the final chapter, Jackie, which is a biopic about uh, Jackie Onassis Kennedy. Nice. And that stars uh, Natalie Portman. Um, Death Race 2050. Oh, Dark Tower has its first trailer. That was a leak, though. Yeah. But and that's why I didn't put it in here, because I was afraid of that. Like, I don't know if we want to. I haven't watched it because I didn't want to watch the leak version of it. Um. True, but uh, I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Smurfs: The Lost Village. That's it for trailers. Uh, a couple of uh, just bits of news, and I'll go over. J.J. Um, Abrams is planning a third Cloverfield movie. Right. Uh, turns out Bruce Springsteen wrote a song for a Harry Potter movie that never made the cut. Huh. Interesting. So that would be really interesting to get our hands on that. For those of you that are Walking Dead fans, um, it has been picked up for season eight. And spoilers: Would you like to know who Negan killed in season seven? Um, the finale? Here's the thing. You've already told me. I think maybe we should wait. Yeah, let's go ahead and wait on that. Only because... Here's the thing, dude. Um, I don't watch Walking Dead. Some people may not watch it in real time, but... Right. Then I have to put spoiler tags. Yeah, good point. Okay, know, but... I will say um, two shows you should be watching, of course, are Westworld. Ed Harris is phenomenal. Yeah. And Timeless is really good. Margot Robbie has been joined on to a Peter Rabbit movie. Uh, Paddington Bear 2 starts filming. Oh, uh, Paddington Bear. Leonardo DiCaprio is doing a Captain Planet movie. Yeah, I was going to put that in here. I didn't know you wanted to talk about that. I swear to God, dude, that's going to be crazy. If they can pull off a Captain Planet movie. Well, he is uber. No, I get like that. Like militant about. But what I'm saying is Captain Planet. I used to watch the cartoon. It's absolute madness. <laughs> it's madness, dude. None of it makes any sense. It, the, the, it's super recycled animations. It's, it's, it's nuts. The message is clear. Yeah. Save the planet. We yeah. got it. But like, it's crazy that movie or that show. Let me tell you one other thing. Um, I wanted to add to what we're watching is Dirk Gently. Yes. Um, and I've been talking to you about this for the last couple of days. The wife and I watched the first, the season premiere of Dirk Gently. Right. Um, and this is based Elijah off. Elijah Wood. Yeah. And this is based off of the, um, Douglas Adams, the Douglas Adams character. Um, and man, it's good. It is, it's gory. Well, it's BBC, but it, and it's BBC awesome that you'll want to watch. Um, okay. That should have, be BBC America's new tagline. BBC A. Yeah. BBC awesome. BBC awesome. I mean, you have Elijah Wood starting off as this, Really, this character with like this really mundane kind of crappy life, but he has a pretty, a decent job in that people rely on him. And then like everything goes to crap in like a day. And then this crazy detective shows up to like 
this <laughs> a holistic detective. Right. It's it's brilliant. It's actually really freaking good. So definitely check it out. If you haven't seen it, check it out, and we'll talk more about it once you check it out. Cool. I need to check that out. Um, uh, they they're bringing in the Austin Powers writer to uh, rewrite uh, Shrek Five. Nice. Jurassic World Two is going to be darker and scarier. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, I saw Bad Moms. This is like Real Reviews Rapid Fire. Yeah, I know. I saw Bad Moms the other night. Yeah? I have not. I laughed so loud in my RV. <laughs> it was echoing. I thought my neighbors would hear me. Bad Moms. It was huh? so flipping hilarious. And Kristen Bell is phenomenal. No, she's funny, man. Um, but they're doing a, a spinoff called Bad Dads. No way. Yeah, well, you saw that coming. Yeah, of course. Uh, they're, they've uh, signed uh, Michelle Williams, uh, Heath Ledger's uh, widow, um, yeah, to no, play Janice Joplin. I love Joplin. Michelle Williams. Yeah, she's going to be in the new Janice Joplin biopic. Nice. Uh, MTV is developing a War of the Worlds TV show. Um, the woman that, or the girl that played Jubilee in the uh, X Men Apocalypse movie, is signed on to Alita Battle Angel. Um, a couple bits of Archer news. The Archer I'm just boss. I love all this stuff, aren't you? What was that? No, continue. Do you have a problem with this? The, <laughs> the that was generally hostile. Dude. I know, right? <laughs> the showrunner for Archer had a couple of bits of news. Um, first of all, that um, um, Aisha Tyler says the new season eight. Is going to be very reminiscent to uh, DC's New 52. New 52. We talked about this with the pages a little bit, if I remember right. Didn't we? No. Mm, Don't okay. think so. I didn't expect um, but also that um, it should be cut off after season 10, but he's giving a little bit of hope to see where it is in two and a half so. years. I hope so. Um, oh, no, Mark, we talked about that. Yeah, you and I personally. Yeah. Uh, Martin Lawrence says Bad Boys 3 should start filming in March. Uh, Woody Harrelson is the villain in the new Planet of the Apes movie. My last thing. <laughs> is it though? It is. is. Okay. Uh, Jack Reacher, which the new movie just oh, came right. out. They're already filming season three or, or they Yeah, well, it's, a, it's a... based on his whole series of books. So that's right. totally fine. But they, le- they released a platformer game. No way. Yeah. That's funny. So, uh, that's definitely something you should check out. That's it for real reviews. So let's get to universal stuff. Yeah. Are, are we you going to do the same Marvel? thing this time? Well, let's see what you got first. Well, I mean, we weren't starting with Marvel. I was just going to start with a couple of uh, little quick DCEU stuff. Go for it. All right, so we have two very related things. Adam West uh, wants to cameo in Ben Affleck's uh, The Batman movie, which I think he should let him. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I don't know why he wouldn't. And then on top of that, Burt Ward is interested in appearing on Gotham, which I'm well, well behind on, which I'd like to catch up on eventually. But that but, would be awesome. But, I mean, I like that these two are, I don't know. I just I just love the idea that they're really trying to stay with their roots, you know, and, and they're trying to stay with these characters. I think that's badass. Oh, so, absolutely. That's all I have for DCU. Uh, I just have two things. Uh, it's been announced that they're doing a sequel to Return of the Cape Crusaders, mm-hmm. which was the animated movie that brought in Adam Westbrook Ward and uh, uh, Lee Merriweather right. uh, back. And Eartha Kitt actually ended up being in it, too. Um, but it, in the sequel, uh, they're going to have Two-Face, and it'll be voiced by William Shatner. Oh. I heard about that. I love that, dude. I love that Shatner's coming as Two Face. That's gonna be the best thing ever. Yeah. So, uh, so that's awesome. And uh, they're actually doing a. Um, this is really interesting. They're doing a, a biopic about the man who created Wonder Woman. Oh, and yeah. it's a really interesting scenario because it, he was actually in a polyamorous marriage. Oh, really? With his wife and a and a girlfriend. Interesting. And they all kind of came up with the idea together. 
And even after he died, they lived together as a couple for years. Huh. And so this is the, the biopic about that. And that's nice. supposed to be coming out next year. All right. And that's uh, in the works at Sony. Cool, man. Um, before we get to the big drama of the last week or so, uh, let's do some MCEU stuff. Um, I have a couple Stan Lee things in here. One is that um, he surprised a bunch of fans at a Doctor Strange screening. That would be Have awesome. you seen that picture? No. Oh, it's so cool. Um, and actually, you know, our patron who's not to be named sent right. me a picture from his friend who helps make these things happen. Right, I remember. And the picture is phenomenal. I have this on my phone from the friend that he sent. I'll That's show you cool. It's real quick. It's uh, Stanley wearing the cape. It's Stanley wearing the cape. And this is the better picture, I think, that I got from, oh, wow. from, from our Yeah, it's our the patrons. El Capitan. Yeah. yeah. That's insanity. So uh, I I just love it. At 93, he's doing this. That's just so amazing. Um, the other thing is that Stanley receives an honorary doctorate. I'm sure he's received a few. <laughs> I'm sure he has. I'm, I haven't heard much of it, but... Um, it just says the honorary doctor was given to Lee during the inauguration ceremony for President David Yager, Yeager, uh, to the university. Um, what it's the University of the Arts in Philadelphia. Oh, cool. So while Lee couldn't be at the event in person to accept his, uh, hood and certificate, he did appear via video where he spoke with students about his career and their creative fortunes. Um, I'm just gonna one quote because he's so good at these things. It is truly a wonderful honor to receive this doctorate of fine arts degree. Thank you all, the good people of the University of the Arts, Excelsior, of course, which is of just course. awesome. Um, God, it's gonna be the saddest day when he's gone. Oh, I know, right? <sighs> anyway, so some Black Panther news. Yes. The working title has been released. Yes. Have you seen this yet? I have. Oh, you have. Okay. Um, it is, uh, officially being coined as Motherland. Very cool. Which is going to be sweet. So. Yeah, working titles are never really important, but they're very kind of cool. I mean, like Blue yeah. Harvest. You exactly. Know. There's meaning there, but we may not know it yet, kind of thing. Right. Um, Black Panther filming, um, location and start date is also been revealed. And that is happening. Didn't we talk about them where they were going to... Re- oh. Okay, so filming will begin in January 2017, and it's going to be in Atlanta, Georgia. Cool. Which is interesting. I didn't think they would be in Georgia. So, here we are. Um uh, One more thing of Black Panther news. Forrest Whitaker is part of the cast of Black Panther. Of course. And I'm pretty excited about that. I love that he's in that... And he's also in Rogue One. Yep. And I just, I love seeing it. He's just so good. Oh, he's great. He's so good, dude. Um, do anything else with those things before we move on? Um, no, well, actually, there was one more bit of casting news with, uh, with, um, Black Panther, and it was, uh, sorry, there was one more thing (laughs) with Black Panther, and it's that, uh, Letitia Wright has been added to the cast, and she's from Doctor Who. Nice. Nice. Um, the Defenders Working Title is being shot under the Working Title. Group therapy, which, I mean, if you've seen all these shows, I love the idea that it's being called group therapy. <laughs> yeah, and to kind of build on that, uh, the working title for Avengers Infinity War is Mary Lou. Nice. And uh, it's kind of funny because the working title for the original Avengers was Group Hug, <laughs> and the working title for Age of Ultron was After Party. Oh, that's funny. Um, so uh, Netflix original series Marvel's The Punisher um, there's a bunch of casting news. I'm not going to run through everybody, I don't think, but 
Um, there's been a bunch of folks that have been cast into the Punisher. So, I mean, do we want to run through these or what are you thinking? Uh, is there any standout names? I don't know a lot of these guys. Um, I don't know a lot of the, so like Jamie Ray Newman from Bates Motel. Um, I don't know any of these names. That's the problem. Like, I don't like running through people I don't know. But, yeah, no, that's fine. We, well, we'll you, we've um, got the article in here, and you can check it out. Yeah, and it's it's actually pretty cool to see. They actually have a um, check it out. They have a little slideshow in here, right? Of of the folks that are going to be on the show. So, I mean, none of them look familiar really to me, but you know, it is what it is. Um, I'm I'm really excited about the Punisher though. Yeah, and they also released that it is confirmed for 2017. Very good. Yep. So Benedict Cumberbatch, going back to him, Doctor Strange will be joining the Avengers. Yes, he will. And that, to me, makes me so happy. Well, yeah, because like this is this is the launching of the multiverse. Yeah, and it just makes a ton of sense for that to happen, and Planet Hulk and the Guardians to be all involved. Right. So. Absolutely. Um, hey. I've, I've got just a few things here. Um. Tilda Swinton would love to have an Ancient One spinoff. Well, and this other thing I have in here, too, it says Doc, uh, Dr. Strange director says the Ancient One role was written for her specifically. Uh, awesome. I mean, she's a phenomenal actress. No, she is, for sure. Um, uh, A few things. Uh, uh, you know, there's been, like, some people, like, totally naysaying Dr. Strange, and some people, I mean, the people that have seen it are saying it's phenomenal. Yeah. Um, But uh, the box office says that it's tracking to be a lower opening than Thor Dark World. Yeah, but... How are they already tracking Thor Dark World? No, they're showing what uh, like pre-sale tickets were for that oh, I see. and what's going uh, on. Okay, so. okay. Um, also, they do you know surveys, so there's yeah. purchase intent and all that fun stuff. Um, but the funny thing is, is it just uh, opened up on Rotten Tomatoes, and it's opened up to a perfect score. I'm just saying. It's a double whammy for Marvel in this one. One, Benedict Cumberbatch. Yes. Two, Magic and Awesome. Oh, absolutely. And... Three, all the things that said before. Yes. Um, I, I mentioned weird trailers earlier. There's a Doctor Strange one, and it's really funny. It includes Roger Rabbit, Superman, and Charlie Brown. Oh, my God. That doesn't make sense. Exactly, but it's still <laughs> funny. Um, I'm really excited about a couple pieces. Of, uh, well, a piece of Jessica Jones news. Oh. Is Jessica Jones season two is going to be compl- directed completely by women. Interesting. Yes. So okay. That's very I'm exciting. Um, I bet. I, I, I imagine that. I don't know if the tone will change so much, but some, I, I bet some of the, um, I bet we're really going to get different viewpoints. Yeah. And the, the characters are going to be, I think, a lot richer this time. Right. Only in that it's now what we are left with is the female characters. So yeah. I think that's going to be really Her and good. Patsy, so. Yeah, exactly. Um, Dr. Strange and Fantastic Beasts have officially gotten China releases, which is huge for oh, international yep. box office. All right, uh, Kay Beckinsale, of all people, has actually come out and said that Marvel is doing something with Blade, which we had rumors about this a few months ago, but, you know, the more whispers you hear, the more real it's going to be. Right. Um, also, uh, Agent Carter's coming back. Not the show. Unfortunately not. She's coming back <laughs> to a cartoon. And it's cool that her, she's lending her voice to the animated series, which I'm happy about. Absolutely. Um, we talked about this a little bit in our, uh, Patreon show, but Sigourney Weaver's cast as the Defenders villain. Can't right. go wrong there. Um, and what I'm excited about is Deborah Ann Wolf, uh, Wool, who plays the, uh, secretary at the, um, Daredevil law firm. Right. Is going to be in Punisher. Nice. So the, so that's, uh, confirmed. And I think that's all I have. Okay. So before we get to the Deadpool stuff, 
Um, shall we just do the Disney, uh, the couple bits of Disney stuff we have? Yeah, let's do Disney really quick. Um, the main thing, I, well, that I have in here is John Favreau is coming back and he's going to do a uh, Lion King movie. Yeah, he he announced this versus uh, via Twitter and he just <laughs> said so excited and he did a lion emoji, crown emoji. Nice, solid put. Um, I've got a few new things. Uh, Muppet Babies is going to be rebooted in 2018. Muppet Babies are making dreams come true. Uh, Incredibles 2 has been slated for 2018. Nice. Toy Story 4 is slated for 2019. Um, Chris Pine has joined the cast of A Wrinkle in Time. Oh, neat. They are working on a Sky High sequel. What? If you remember Sky High. No, I remember yeah. Sky High. Yeah. Which is interesting because, you know, I had Kurt that Russell. Was like kind of years ago. 2005. Though. Yeah. But the funny thing is, is two of the big characters in it have now become major stars. Daniel Panabaker. No way. Was in it. She was the best friend. That's right. And then the villain was actually played by Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who went on to do Scott so Pilgrim. Think, so they're going to come back and do it, you think? There's no word mm. on who's going to be in it. If they do, that'd be cool. Um, uh, Hamilton creator Lin-Manuel Miranda. Uh, has been uh, coming out and talking more about Mary Poppins Returns, which he's in. Nice. But he's also doing the music for uh, Moana. Very cool. Um, Walt Disney World is doing a new uh, holiday nighttime spectacular, uh, which is cool. Uh, Guy Ritchie is actually slated to direct the live-action Aladdin. Yeah, I saw something about that. Uh, I, I think it'd be really fun to see a live-action Aladdin, only because I imagine, like, Prince of Persia. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would be really fun. Like him running around doing like parkour, like and, it'd be fun. And uh, as we've already know, Disney's doing live action versions of almost everything. I mean, Little yeah, Mermaid is sure. in the works. BDB is almost done being still don't know how they're gonna do Mermaid. Makes uh, sense. They're doing uh, well. They did Splash, yeah, and they're remaking uh, Splash. That's madness! Oh, um, don't do it. Oh. But Mulan is already in the works, and Ang Lee was approached to do it, but he turned it down. Right. And that's all I've got for Disney. Cool, man. Um, so the major last bit, and we'll end on this. Um, we have some major upheaval in the Deadpool 2 realm. Yes. Um, first of all, though, um, on a light note, the working title has been revealed yeah. for it, and it is called <laughs> Love Machine. <laughs> I'm a love machine. Oh, that's amazing. All right. Okay, so you're saying that's fine. So um, it's called Love Machine. Um, and then there's a whole list of actresses that are on the docket here for um, for Domino. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we'll have a link in the show notes for those. Um, I don't know every actress on there, but um, I think that's cool that they are really trying to find the right one. I yeah, that's, absolutely. I think that's super important. Um, also, uh, uh, Deadpool two has lost its director. Yeah. And this hits a little close to home because, um, we are big Tim Miller fans because yeah. he runs blur studios, which Indeed. runs, uh, which creates all the cinematic trailers for SWOTOR. Yeah. And we saw him at, um, San Diego comic-con yeah, two, uh, years, two ago. years ago. Yeah. Um, super nice guy. Um, it's uh, crazy to me that. At this point now, this deep into development, he's going into separate way. Um, and there's rumors, and I have a couple links for different stories in here, but one of the rumors, of course, is that he, um, there's him and Reynolds couldn't quite pin down the, the same vision for Deadpool 2. Right. Um, Reynolds wanted, Reynolds and the writers, 
Right. Um, because this is what's actually going to make it a little bit easier. Is he's not a writer director. Right. He's just a director. And I, I hate to say just a director, but you know what I mean. Um, they wanted to go a little bit more grittier and he wanted to go a little bit more sleek, which is his style of blur. Right. So it's just, it was just a, a difference of opinion. Well, and I'm, it's going to be fine either way. I have another article in here that says, uh, Ryan Reynolds asked fans for input on the next Deadpool movie. Okay. While you're looking at something, I've got something pretty funny from Deadpool. Sad, but funny. Is that um, everybody knows how he got the name Deadpool, right, from the movie, right? Right. Because of the big board where everybody picked one person that they picked to be the first person to die or whatever, or whenever they would die, right? Well, it somebody decided to go in-depth on it and look at it. And, then, you know, there's a whole bunch of names because it's got, like, Rob Liefeld who, you know, created it and all that stuff. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne's on there. Amanda Bynes, Lundy Lohan. Right. Uh, T.J. Miller, Ryan Reynolds are all on there, Right. The funny, well, the ironic thing is, is that Arnold Palmer was on there. Huh. Dying at the age that he died. What? But you want to hear the really weird thing? Sure. Look at the picture, and uh, why don't you tell me who, who selected that? The very bottom of the board. Oh, my God. Is it you? It says Griggs, <laughs> which is not a very common name. <laughs> So, for the record, Will Griggs killed Arnold Palmer in a hypothetical scenario. No, I just won the Deadpool. <laughs> Wait, what did I say? You said I killed Arnold Palmer. Yeah, a little calm A, a little calm B. Right, right. Maybe I killed him to win the Deadpool. <laughs> maybe. So, going back to what I was saying here, that's freaking crazy. I know, right? So, what I was saying here about um, uh, looking for input put from the fans... Uh, Miller's departure from Deadpool 2 took place Friday night, according to reports. This morning, prior to news of Miller's departure being made public, Reynolds tweeted out a poll. The tweet read, I need your input on where we should set the cinematic sequence for the next Deadpool film. Both options to vote in the poll were a bridge. (laughs) (laughs) So I just, I just love. I love the humor and, and that was one of the movies I was debating whether or not to watch last night. And I just love, I just love the Deadpool movie. I love that character and I just love the tongue in cheek kind of just humor. I just, I just love it. Yeah. So, that's really funny. Um, so there's a couple other articles in here. James Gunn coming out and commenting on, um, the director's departure as well. And let me, I should probably get a sound bite from this. And he says, honestly, bummed out about Tim Miller leaving Deadpool. He did an amazing job of the first one. I like to have seen where he'd go next. So, you know, it is what it is. You know, these things happen, obviously. Yeah, so. they do. All right, man. So we're done. Um, I do have uh, just one more comment. Nope. And it's just that if you notice, I won't one, thing, allow it. one thing that we normally talk about uh, quite a bit in our Universal Usual shows are all the Berlantiverse. Indeed. Um, but we are behind a couple of weeks on those. And yep. so we'll... We'll catch up and we'll go over all the news from the last couple of weeks. Indeed. I'm almost done with the first season of Supergirl. So good. Um, Kate, uh, Kate and I have watched the first couple of episodes of Flash. Can't wait to dive into Legends of Tomorrow. Like, I just, I just love those shows so much. And sometimes I kind of like when they pile up a little bit. Yeah. Cause then you just binge. <laughs> cause then I'm like, Oh, then we can watch four episodes in a row and do it. Yeah. Um, I, I've watched the first episode of Flash and the first episode of Arrow. So I'm. Oh, so you're two good. behind on all of them. Right. So I can do an, a, a run of eight. Nice. So, I mean, we'll get there. I mean, life gets in the way sometimes, but... Life does get in the way. The beauty of podcasting is that we can always come back next week and talk about something else. Yes, we can. And thanks to you lovely listeners, we have an audience to come back to. (sighs) Thank you, audience. (laughs) Thank you, patrons, (laughs) too. We always thank you because we love you. Yep. So, you want to do the outro? Do I want to or do I have to? I think 
I think your wife would like you to. Yeah. So thanks for tuning in to the usual podcast. If you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And we are, of course, on Facebook, Google Plus, Pinterest, and Instagram. I'm at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will is at Imo Griggs. iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play. Give us time. Give us positive ratings. Love us. Like us. Share all of our posts and shenanigans on the web. And that might help us get some more listeners like you and possibly some more patrons like you. Since okay, you're listening, you just and I'm me. looking at you, and now, awkwardly, the way you said that reminded me of PBS from generous donations oh, yeah. from listeners like, like you. Um, so Patreon.com/slash/usualpodcast, give us a buck or two an episode. We would love that, and you can join us. I think we're thinking about doing January for another patron show. So if you would actually, literally, literally, like to buy yourself, buy your way onto the show, um, you can do that. Absolutely, and. AudibleTrial.com slash usual podcast. Um, audiobooks are amazing. Definitely do that. Get a free book on us. And I would recommend just about anything from Brandon Sanderson at this point because I am deep into that. And also, R.A. Salvatore just put out a new novel as well, the third in his Homecoming trilogy. So awesome. I am about to start listening to that. So anything else, my friend? Uh, no, I think that's all for me. I just want to make sure everyone out there has a fun. Well, if you're not having a fun, you're not doing it right. So thanks again. <laughs> and we'll see y'all next week. Peace. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> I know exactly what you're gonna say every time, and I just allow you to say it. So no. You have a problem with saying have a fun?